Hi, welcome to another McLaren Fans podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Andy Donnelly. Joining us, as always, say ciao, Sarah. <laughs> I was going to say buongiorno. Isn't it buongiorno? buongiorno. <laughs> anyway, hello. <laughs> yeah, and a uh, uh, friend of the podcast, Mark Taylor. Ooh. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? Good to see you both. Good, good, good. Does he get does he get a hat trick ball for coming on three times or something like that? Time. I think it's fourth or fifth time, I think. Yeah. Well, don't, don't, don't tell John Lennon, whatever you do. Is it is it is it that Mark's good on the podcast, Andy, or are we slightly desperate? Which one is it? I <laughs> Can I tell you off air? <laughs> and on that note, people out there in podcast land listening to us. If you think you'd like to join us on the podcast, why not hit us up on Twitter at McLaren Fanscast. Tell us what you'd like to talk about. Maybe like Andy, you'd like to talk about pit stops or something like that. But but do let us know if you're interested in joining us. Yeah, because that's what we're talking to. So we don't, we don't have to. Yes, we love having Mark on, but um, yeah. We Mark do love having Mark. Yeah. yeah. The unofficial third host. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we crack on? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the race weekend. Let's get straight into it. Lots went on. Let's start with fans. Oh, yeah. Start the fans, please. Yes. He said, feeling really old, talking about the Crystal Maze. Wasn't it good to see fans back in the grandstands at Imola after it sort of became the the stand-in COVID race in 2020 and and last year had no fans either. Didn't it look great seeing them all in the grandstands on that, on that grassy knoll with all the uncomfortable looking seats? Uh, I thought, I thought it was brilliant. Okay. There were too many red baseball caps there, Andy. What did you think? I thought there was too many big flags that covered people over. (laughs) (laughs) I guess immediately that's going to happen. Alas, yes. You just need to go with it and smile along with it, Andy. Not yeah, yeah. I think we probably have to tweet that photo later, don't we? Anyway. Don't let it bother you. Yeah. Yes. Um, for, those, yeah. For, those, for those listening that don't know what Andy's talking about, when he went to Monza, the Tifosi unfurled a large flag across the grandstand that meant he blocked... It was His view of the race and, and view of the track action was blocked by a big flag being over his head. The, the view of Marcus Eriksson spinning his car in the air and crashing into the side was completely blocked by it, whilst everybody else in the crowd was going, ooh, and ah, I'm looking at the bottom of this big Ferrari horse's arse from underneath. <laughs> horse's arse, nice one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was great to see fans back in the stands, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, also... Just to bring it back to well. the agenda, I, th- I was going to say, just to bring it back to the agenda, I think this is something that I, I noticed in Melbourne. It was just nice to see the fans going onto the track at the end of the end of the race as well. Yes, absolutely. And, you know... Yes, definitely. And, and as we said before, the Tifosi being, being what they are just makes you look, look forward to Monza even more, particularly if... One of the red cars is a little bit further up the grid, not quite as far up as we were last year. But, you know, let's, let's look forward to that. Yeah, I mean, Ferrari are doing very well this season. They look like the team to beat, don't they, um, up front? But, yeah, I haven't been to Monza a few times. 
got to say it's really worth going to a, a race in Italy. It's uh, you know that you do get that sense of um, passion, sort of passion on TV, but actually live and in person, it's amazing, isn't it? It's great to see. They all seem yeah. to smoke as well. I noticed when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was the stress of their Ferrari not being so it, good that year. It, it probably is, and now they'll have all given up and they'll be vaping instead. Maybe yes. that's what the smoke was I saw on the hillside because. As the cars started going round, all of this red stuff started coming out. It could have been a flare, but it could have been vaping. I'm not, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It might be pizza flavoured vape by the time you go. Oh, pizza flavoured? That'd beat watermelon, wouldn't it? Eh? People are going to have to watch this back on YouTube just to see Andy's face when we mentioned pizza flavoured vape. <laughs> it did look very excited. Uh, never did we think we'd see Andy uh, turn to the dark side. But um, what's what's our product that we should be mentioning on our car at this point, Andy? Is it view, views? Views? Yes. Is it? Or is it lift? I can't remember which one lift. it is. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not very loyal, are we? I'll stick with dark trace as the one I remember, and that's not any kind of bad thing. Let's just let's just let's just always mention the Google wheels. They're the best thing on it. Oh yes. The Google wheels are the best thing. And do you know what? I spent a lot of time over the weekend finding pictures on social media and then zooming in on the Google wheels and taking another screenshot of that. And sharing it because I love the Google Wheels. We should start a fan club for them. Uh, yeah, the we've got the Google, Google Wheels podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark, I didn't quite hear you. I say the, the Alfa Romeo red and white ones aren't nearly as good, are they? No, no, no. Uh, they don't stand for anything. They're not like Google, like us. <laughs> um, one thing that I did notice this weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we had the weather, which was. Rainy precipitation, I think you called it. In a I did early... indeed. I did yeah. precipitation. Yep. Um, the rooster tails. Yeah. They look different. They look different because the arrow's different. Because of that. Yeah. Shape. So if you watched well, the, the weekend listening... and you watched the cars going round and they were in the spread, I think there was one point in the race where it could have been Bottas went offline to overtake. And the spray that came up was going really quite high in the air, almost vertically from behind, rather than what we had previously before, which showed you where sort of the arrow and the drag was going. So it was quite interesting to watch that. If you're listening to the podcast on its audio version and you're wondering what we're doing right now, there's a lot of hand movements, there's a lot of gesticulation. Um, you might want to pop over to YouTube and watch it again so you can see that. Just a hint as we go by there. Yeah. I think they looked really cool, Andy, and I love rooster tails at the best of times, but good to note that they're slightly different shape now as well. Yeah, it would be good if uh, maybe somebody who uh, listens is an aerodynamicist can tell us whether it is really affected or it's just a trick of the eye or something like that. Who knows? Silence. That's because neither of us are an aerodynamicist, you see, so we can't help. <laughs> Sadly not, mate. Maybe, uh, maybe the next will be one. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have a funny podcast today. It's like we were having a funny half hour. Yes, seems like fair. Yeah, I'll read, so... I'll read some books on it for next time. I'll oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, so the yeah, obviously the weather played a big part in the weekend. Yeah. We had um for the quality on the Friday night afternoon or whenever it was, um it was raining. Then we had a, a dry sprint race, and then we obviously had a interchangeable sort of conditions race on the Sunday. Um, which is brings me to my sort of question. Is Lando the new Jensen? Because I thought Lando did fantastically well, not just in the race, but over the weekend in those conditions. Okay, you mean in, in judging the moment to switch to the different compounds, etc. Yes, and also handling it pretty well, yeah. You don't, you don't mean is he super hunky and do I fancy him? That's a different Jensen that we're talking about? or Yeah, but I'm sure there's people out there that equally fancy Jensen and Lando. I'm too old. We're to not fancy. talking about your cat either. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old to fancy Lando, so I have to have a, a degree of separation here because I'm old enough to be Lando's mum. So, is is he the new rain god? That's the that's the question. I think you, is, is he the Weltmeister that he used to call? Him? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone thinks about Canada 2011. As, yeah. as the ultimate but there were many examples of Jensen making the right decision um and when we think back to last year a rather painful moment in our in our Lando wet comp- topics would be Russia um where he stayed out and he got it wrong um so has Bel- he- well in quali sorry Mark I didn't hear you well, then I said they Belgium in the, in quali last year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Where, where him and everyone else were spinning off at some point anyway. But. Totally. Was, that was inevitable, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't I don't think any unless you had a boat, I don't think you were getting through <laughs> or Rouge <laughs> far last year. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. But I, I think he's learned a lot from that. And I think he's got a good feel for these things. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mind you, he did get on a white line at one point, didn't he? And uh, do a little little spin out. Yeah. Yeah. But he held it. Unlike um, Leclerc. Anyway. <coughs> there we go. And, he, and yeah. he didn't go off course like Perez did. And no. One or two other. Yeah. Yes. So. I, th- I think the point um, we're making is that he's, he's, learned, he's learned so much over the last couple of years. And whereas there are other more experienced drivers who are making that mistake. I think as much as anything for Lando, just the continuity of being in, being in the same team and the same same car over the last few years has, has enabled him to to learn how to how to drive in those conditions better, apart from those couple of examples that we mentioned there. But on, on a weekend where a younger driver such as himself might have made a few, few mistakes, his experience is really starting to show through now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, I agree completely. Yeah, I think he's uh, definitely a solid addition mm-hmm. to, the, uh, to the team to keep him for a while. It's good that he's got a longer contract than that. So, yeah. So let's switch drivers then. Let's talk about Dan. Sad fight. Mm. I, I think I think he had a very good weekend for us, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why, right? Because on the on the on the face of it, you'd think, ah, oh, right, yeah, first sort of lap incident and stuff like that. But then, you know, overall, he did four pit stops for us. Went through all uh, pretty much most of the tires. I don't know if he went on the softs. Don't think he did. But it became quite apparent halfway through that race that, well, to get past somebody, you need to try something different. 
but also I think we basically turned that into a, a testing session for yep. that. The more data that we get <laughs> off that car, the better. Massively so, especially in those conditions. Yep. Um, so I think that whilst there'll be people out there that are disappointed that we didn't get two cars in Q3, which we we could have done, we were, in my mind, the, the you know the, the best of the rest. Um, I think what we'll get off, um, sort of Dan doing some tests and tires and stuff like that will make a huge difference for us going further down the line the next few races. So I'm I'm slightly obviously disappointed that he didn't um, kind of, you know, make the top 10 and get points. But I can see the benefit to the team and the bigger picture from what we did. And the benefits to Lando because Dan became the, shall I change the tyres guinea pig, didn't he? Yes, yes. Yep. And okay, all the other teams benefited from that as well. <laughs> yeah. But but it was still a good move to do. If it was like making the the best of a bad situation, wasn't it? You know, and I I, just, I guess I just felt the sad face at the beginning was because I feel really sorry for Dan. First lap incidents, we know they can happen to anyone. I also feel sorry for Carlos, friend of of the team, you know. Um I if if I could have not had it be two people together, it would have been those two, you know. I, Carlos has had a, a funny few races, um, and I have no desire to see him do badly because he was so good when he was with us, and I wish him well. And yeah, and 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 that being Dan involved as well, it just felt like oh man, the the worst two people for it to happen to, you know. Um, but yeah, I take your point, Andy. You're right. Yep, yeah, he he did make valuable use of his time on track. And he didn't complain about it as well. You know, I, th- I think, you know, that one, this is where the amateur race steward comes out. And I think everyone who's listening and, and watched the race at the weekend, it, it was a complete racing incident. Like most of the, the views that I've heard, so I listened to the, the BBC's podcast about it today. I think if blame was to be a portion, probably more towards Dan. And at least he was big enough to, to go up to Carlos at the end of the race and say, and say that, he, and that he was sorry. But I don't think it was enough blame to apportion any kind of penalties. And, and like we said, he he needs time in the car. You know, he missed out on so much time in uh, testing with him getting COVID that the more time he gets in the car, the more he understands it, and the more that we understand it in in wet conditions will only benefit us going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's there's some people out there, especially in Twitterverse, that think that we should be up there beating the Ferraris or beating Red Bull and things like that. But we are where we are, and I still think. At this point, we're still making progress from last year. And, you know, yes, I'd love us to be back up there, top and everything else like that, but it's just not going to happen overnight. These things take time. Some of the other teams have made a massive jump, but we're all going to catch up to them soon. I think if any of of us had said that at the beginning of the season, we've stolen a bit of a march on Mercedes, I think we'd have all taken that. I think this race in particular... It was always going to be between the Ferraris and the Red Bulls, and 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 in the race for us to be however many seconds we were of the fastest Mercedes, we were kind of at a not not the top class, but we were certainly in a class of our own in this race. I think. I don't know what you guys think. Can I ask you a non-McLaren question on the way past, as we as we mentioned the Mercedes? Mm-hmm. At the end of the race, Toto went on the radio and apologised to Lewis for giving him a poor car. 
Yeah, George Russell finished in fourth. What do, what do you think about that? Um, I think Lewis was a, a unfortunate. I think the, the car was better than what it was where it finished. But I yep, think yep. the reason that, you know, I think they probably still had around the same pace and the same speed, but Lewis was stuck in a DRS train. And if you looked at the race overall, nobody really passed anyone massively unless it was a massive power advantage. Yep. Um, and it was, you know, if you were stuck behind two or three cars that had DRS, you had no <laughs> chance of getting past even the last one because it's just, it was just impossible. Um, the reason I mentioned that is because you mentioned just now, Mark, that um, Dan didn't complain about his scenario being at the back, what he was doing. He didn't sulk. He got on with it. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's just something I'm, I'm feeling now. You know, we saw a screen, uh, a, a moment on screen where Toto appeared to be having a go at Lewis over the weekend or there seemed to be something between them. And whatever's going on in our team our guys seem to be playing nicely. And I realise they haven't got the pressure of, am I about to not win my eighth world championship? I, I know what that must be like, you know? And <clears throat> we all said this was going to be a, a start again year for everybody, an opportunity. But of yeah. course, with opportunities, there's always going to be people that lose out as well. And I'm sure you were as shocked as I that it was Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get, I get your point that sort of, yeah, we Dan, Dan was disappointed, and and, and as a team we're, we're we're playing nice. I think if we if we were in a situation where we were winning most weekends, and then suddenly this season we are way down, there will be serious yeah. questions asked. Yeah, and and I think that's what, like I said, I know we need to get this back to being a McLaren podcast, but those, those are the questions that are going on in the, in the Mercedes team, and they were the questions that we were asking of ourselves probably a few years ago. That's probably true. There is a link, though. We have got that engine in our car. <laughs> <laughs> which which I think it will get better. I think Mercedes yeah. will figure out their problems and they'll jump up the order as well. Uh-huh. So, yeah. you know, I think there's, um, you know, the, the pecking order at the minute is definitely not what it's going to be like at the end of the season. Everything's going to concentrate together. People are going to jump up and catch up with each other. Yeah. Um, you know. What's a dog of a car now might not be in four, four or five races time. Apologies to McLaren doggo. <laughs> you must not use the words dog as an insult. <laughs> so um, we're doing well. Fourth in the constructors, 46 yeah. points. Bit of a bit of blue sky between us and Alpha and Alpine behind us. Yep, yep. About half of those points. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing well with pit stops. I've been waiting for this. Where's the little oh. do, 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 fanfare pit stops? Hey, um, uh, Andy needs a new hobby. He really yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, there's, there's definitely there's been massive improvements in them since last year. And not just the team putting the wheels on the car, processes, people who make the machinery, do all of the other stuff. A lot of work's gone into that. I think we said that quite a few times last year when we, sorry, I moaned about pit stops, um, that 
yeah, something was going to get done at some point. So there you go. But the most important thing is not just being fastest once off, it's being consistent. Consistency. And this is this is three out of four races so far this season that we have been the fastest. Yeah. So, you know, yes, that's a good show. So round of applause. For the pit stop people and the people behind the pit stops as well. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so plenty of uh, things to look um, optimistic for the future. Um, I picked out a quote from Andres over the weekend. Ooh. To sort of, um, we now believe Bahrain was a slip up. We simply didn't have the data on the new car due to the lack of testing. That makes me think that we've got a much better idea of what was going on. Got it. It's not as big of an issue as we thought it was when we first started. And, you know, we had a horrible, I was going to say dog again, a dog of a weekend, horrible weekend in Bahrain. But, um, yeah, it sounds like we've got a handle on things. And that's a great, great place to be. We're not set there going, hmm, why is our car poor poisoning and we don't know why and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully we can start to move forward a little bit. And whilst I don't think we're going to beat Ferrari or Red Bull, I think certainly we've got a chance of um, you know, closing that gap of how yeah. far we are down in the sort of qualifying and pecking order during the race time-wise. So we had we had a brake problem, didn't we? Yes. And that's been resolved. We took a tiny weeny weeny upgrade this week, which was a change to the rear end of the car, but it was a very, very small minor thing from what I've read. Um, so it's not like people turning up with new floors and stuff. So it seems to me that we solved the problem and we've not taken any huge made any huge changes yet. So to me, yeah, that totally totally works what Andreas has said. It's almost like the man knows what he's talking about. <laughs> because we haven't done a lot to change the car and we are seeing improvements. And yes, it might be that the track and the weather conditions with Lando now being the new Jensen quote, um, that may be part of it. But yeah, yeah, I think we're doing really well and I'm, I couldn't be more happy. And to be able to make those developments in... We're kind of out of development season at the moment. We're only going to see big differences to the cars come the European season, where it's going to be easier to move parts around. And we've, yeah. we've, we've, as of next race in Miami, we'll have raced on four continents now, so it's difficult to get the parts to the uh, to, to to the tracks on time. So to be able to make those improvements at this stage is really really encouraging. Yeah, and I think people will be batching together upgrades because of the cost cap. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there'll be there'll be some limitations around the cost cap that's part of it as well. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are expecting a big bump coming to Barcelona, aren't they? So we'll see then. I think we'll have a much better idea then as well. So yeah, let's, it'll be interesting to see what we get. Um, one one upgrade I have noticed that's kind of maybe not so much gone under the radar too much, but we're losing something off the car every race weekend. Can you guess what it is? A sponsor. Nope. <laughs> um no go on paint are we 
there's less and less paint on the car each week. Oh, there's less, there's less orange. There's less papaya every, yeah. every week. Yeah. yeah. So there's some weight saving going on. I thought you meant something falling off. Oh. <laughs> Not in an Alonso, an Alonso side pod kind of way, you know. Uh, <laughs> I liked it when Alonso said, how bad's the damage? And we have yeah. no side pods. <laughs> Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. We can see everything and how it works inside. Yeah. Don't care for a house. That was the problem. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, anyone got anything else to add? We've gone through the agenda for today. So Well, just nice to see Lando on the podium. Love seeing the team celebrations. Love seeing everyone getting involved in that. I think it's a real morale boost as well. Um you know, when they yeah. do the team, the team photo and stuff. And my favourite moment of the weekend was Zach Brown coming up behind Lando in the interview pen and hugging him. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Best, best of the rest this weekend. Over to you, Mark. Um, I wasn't keen on the singing of the, of the team photo. They could have done could have done a different tune, but, you know. <laughs> Sorry, not a massive Atomic Kitten fan. Don't know about, I, Andy, I'll get your tape back for that, but, you know. <laughs> Um, do you know what? The other day I was wondering what actually is an atomic kitten. Um, yeah, answers <laughs> answers on our Twitter account, please. Why were you wondering that? <laughs> I was just a bit more concerned by Andreas singing "You Still Turn Me On" to Lando. That wasn't the bit I wanted to hear. <laughs> Obviously, in a racing sense. Yeah. <laughs> And he was singing it with such meaning as well. Good for it. Yes, yes. With real real gusto, you know. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Right. Um, well, that wraps us up for this week. Um, without further ado, I will uh, say Grazie Emilia Imola and Forza McLaren and uh, Arriva Bernie. No, sorry, Arriva Dirty to everyone out there. <laughs> He left a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's gone. Are we for buses? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, join us uh, next time after the Miami race. Um, maybe we can get Will Smith on for that one. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, thanks for joining us, Mark. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you again. Once again, Sarah, good to have you on. And, uh, yeah, join us all next time for another McLaren Fans podcast.